hotties. Hi, Gorge. Welcome back to another episode of Sometimes Funny, Always Awkward. This is a podcast about nothing and everything, especially being a hot fucking mess. I'm Maddie. And I am Grace. Ooh. Hi, Gorge. That Sorry. Was a, that was a sticky situation. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Dirty. No, I have this little... um. It's called a picture palette. It's this suction thing that goes on the back of your phone. It's so that you can mount your phone on a window or a mirror to film content. I've been thinking about getting one. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually been really great for FaceTime calls. When you face That's what I was yeah. thinking of yeah. for. I really I, want to be able to FaceTime. And you just and stick it. it to a wall. Like when I'm cooking, I stick it to the tiles and I chat to people. Yeah. But it is quite annoying because it'll stick to surfaces. So when I put it down on the table, you probably didn't hear that in the microphone, but when I picked it up off the table, it made it made, a, yeah, like it. The suction. But then I saw a hack online. Stick two together. They stick two together. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And they have like a two for one deal. So it's a win-win. There you go. Heard you recommend. I do like them. All right. Um, how are you doing? I'm good. How yeah. are you, babes? Yeah. I don't really have much to fill you in on. I'm avoiding my real estate situation, but they're trying to sell it. So I have open inspections coming. Oh, that's True. the worst. What are you doing with Ben? Oh, I have to pretend he doesn't exist. Yeah. Although it's a bit weird because I have like my rental real estate agent and he takes care of my rentals. And so like technically I should hide it from him. Mm. But this real estate agent is like a, a selling agent. So he's a different They company. would still talk though. Maybe. Yeah. I had like the most humbling experience when I was in an apartment that was getting sold. Yeah. And we were discussing whether or not like we would break our lease early to leave. This is right, yeah. Yeah, and, like, I had the seller, the selling agent, really trying to convince us that we should leave and break our contract. Anyway, so she came over to our house and she's like, okay, look, if you decide that you guys want to stay, this is how we'll do it. These are the open inspections that we'll do. And she was like, you know, normally I like to style a house, especially because most of the time it's empty when I'm selling it. And she, like, looks around my apartment and I'm like proud of my apartment this is like the like first real adulty apartment that like I've styled and put effort into and she looks around and she goes yeah I'd have to do a lot of styling like I'd have to like pull back on a lot of this stuff couldn't keep it here (gasps) I was like that's just really cutting down all of my homey additions oh no (laughs) what a bitch it was so harsh I was like Style wow. this really well. I I was quite. I'm quite proud of how my apartment looks. <laughs> ruthless. I know, so ruthless. ruthless. Yeah. So maybe they'll say that to you. Maybe they'll be like, "We need to style," and your style isn't making the cut. They're gonna keep my style. I didn't want to say it, but they're gonna keep my. <laughs> they're keeping it. They like it. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, he's like, you present it really well. I think we'll keep it this way. But he's a dude, so I don't know. Maybe that changes things. Okay, it's fine. (laughs) My bookshelf with my scattered books are not cute. It's because you probably had, like, empty bottles of alcohol as decor. Yeah, it is. It is. That's why. Yeah. Um, No, I've had to hide Ben, so I just take him to daycare and then I just hide all of his stuff, like his toys. And Because I have, like, a little fake grass potty outside. I just hide that in my garage. So he goes to daycare. What about, like, if you've got a couple? in a week are you just going to take him to your parents yeah no I think I'll still take him to daycare but he has some like ones at Wednesday nights which I'm probably just going to have to take him to my sister's or my parents house because they can do up to like three a week or something it's something crazy it's really crazy and he wanted them he actually asked if he could do them on the two dates that I'm in Tokyo he and he emailed me so I want to do them two days and I emailed back saying I'm not in the country so no because mm. I'm the only one that has keys to the apartment and he called me and he was so fucking annoyed as if I'd like really 
let him down. I'm like, it's not my problem. No. It's not. Just move it. And he's like, oh, it's really not good to not have like, you know, the auctions a month later. We should really be having the inspections earlier than this. Can you work with me on this? Can I get the keys off the real estate or can you have a friend then? I was like, no. No, I set my boundaries. The answer is no. And so we're doing it the week later. And then he's like, well, you know, you just have to be available for the whole month for every Wednesday and Saturday so that I can have inspections. He was just like giving me this ultimatum because I wasn't available for that one week. The thing is, I like, hate it's, him still, it's still your space. Yes, it's still legally my place. Legally. And ethically. Like, I don't have off. to be available for you if I don't want to be. No. Of course, I've been like really accommodating for you because he's had people inspected already. He tried to sell it off market, he couldn't. Now he's trying to do it on the market. And I also, obviously, the owner wants to keep you there as long as he can while he sells yeah, it. Yeah, because he gets rent. So, like, you're not, you're, I know that you're not in a lease, right? Like, you're in a rolling lease, yeah. so you could leave any month. Yeah. Don't make me feel garbage. Yeah. Because I'll just leave. I'll drop. They've just recently upped my rent too, so I'm paying them more because mm. obviously their interest rates have increased and mm. this is why they're probably selling. So I'm paying them $100 extra a, mu- a week. It's gone up a lot. $100 a week. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a big increase. And so I was just That's like, ridiculous. you guys are far. I just fucking hate real estate agents. Hate renting. I hate them. I think I go through like a cycle where I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I could buy. Like, I'm killing myself paying rent. Why don't I kill myself buying an apartment? It's fine. Then I start to look possible. at apartments. I think about how it's possible. It's what I'll not. cut back on. And then I'm like, what am I doing? That's absurd. I can't buy an apartment. No. Don't be stupid, we Grace. Absolutely. I saw this video last night on TikTok about, like, the price of rentals and housing in comparison to the median wage Mm. and just like the median wages really stayed the same Mm. but the percentage of increase on rental and housing is just like so alarming and it's it's just like being completely like we're out of the housing game we are never going to own property it's absolutely disgusting a girl can dream girl can dream girl can dream i also am talking as someone that married into a family married into a son that's going to inherit a very nice house great But you just have to wait. <laughs> just have to wait. But it's fine. Yeah. It's like it's a nice – not that it's fine that I have to wait for them to die. I obviously don't want Tom's parents <laughs> to die. I love them. I want them to be with me as long as they of can course, be. Of course, of course. But, but like, at one point in your life, you will have a house. I will die in a house. Yes. I know that. Do you know what I mean? Because like, the, the biggest – the time where it's most important when to have a house done. is when you're retired. You don't want to be paying rent. No. You don't want to be paying a mortgage because you can't afford it. No. Like, you can't do retirement correctly. No, superannuation is going to let you down. We already know that. It's failed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pension's going to let you down. Yeah. you got to own that home. you got to own the home. You yeah. Gotta. So I know that I'll have a home. Love that. Yeah. I think I will get there. Yeah, you'll Maybe. get there. I'll get there. I believe in you. Um, That's my update. Did you have that's any? That's beautiful. I don't really have any updates. Fab. I'm boring. Okay. I like listening to yours, though. We're going to move on. All right. <laughs> now it's time for Tell Me About It. This is a segment where I do a call out to my listeners or our listeners. Our listeners. Our listeners. And I asked them to tell me about it. This week I asked them to tell me some unpopular opinions, some controversial opinions, some hot takes. I am ready. I don't think – I don't know if they're that – Hot? I don't think they're like the hot, hottest take. They're probably lukewarm takes. Okay. But I think that they're interesting to chat about. Okay. Barbie was not a good movie. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> well, I mean, we loved Barbie. I we were did, big Barbie girls. I, I saw Barbie twice. Did you? Yes. Mm. And the first time, frothed it. Second time, I was able to really appreciate it, and it's still a really good film. Mm. But I wonder, just playing devil's advocate and siding with this person that submitted this, I mm. wonder if. 
we have been lost in the marketing and the nostalgia of Barbie and we've just decided it's a good movie, even if it's not. Oh, I think whoever was in charge of Barbie's marketing... Deserves. Fucking killed it. Deserves everything. Right? The amp up that everyone felt, yeah. it was either going to go one of two ways because, like, there have been movies that have been really amped up. Babylon, for instance. Oh Margot God, Robbie's, like, previous movie, movie. And it flopped, right? Such a terrible movie. This, it got really amped up and it did really well. Do I think that Barbie was, like, groundbreaking and it's changing how we view feminism for the rest of our lives, like no, I don't oh, think. Really. I don't think. I don't I think, think there were some really great feminist messages in there. Absolutely, but like, what irks me is I think people are going in, and the ones that don't like the movie, and they're like, I thought that this movie was going to give me earth shattering ideas, and it's well, no. there are no earth shattering ideas about equality and feminism. No, they've all been there for like decades now, and it really is that simple. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It is a really simple message, yeah. and we're getting it in a nice format. We get to enjoy a movie. We get to have a few like jokes to play around with and poke fun. I did. And still get a simple message. Exactly. It doesn't have to be earth shattering. It no. doesn't, didn't have to be. But I remember seeing it the first time and I think you asked me how was it and I said mm. it was everything I expected it to be. Yeah. Because it was fun. It was silly. I don't think we make those kind of movies anymore where it's just for like like that yeah. childish, like Will Ferrell's character in there and that yeah. like chasing scene yeah. when they're in the workspace between all the cubicles. There's just like good fun. Yeah. We don't really make them. Like they're always like so fucking sad. I know. So I feel sad. like a, a similar movie that's probably like in the same vein but a bit more serious is Everything Everywhere. All at once. All at once. I haven't seen it yet but everyone everyone oh, rates it. It was like it's so stupid. Like the scenes that happen in it are like just so crazy and out there and they don't make sense. And then I, I spent two quarters of or three quarters, sorry, of the movie being like, what the fuck am I watching? But it was and great. Then, yeah, like it's entertaining, but yeah. like doesn't make sense. And then everything starts to tie together Love and you realise the tones that are throughout the film and the themes and then you catch yourself 11am crying. Oh, wow. I cried. Okay, I, like, I need to see beautiful. it. So many people have told me to see it and I think because so many people have told me to see it, I haven't out of spite. If you have any like dysfunction with family Oy. it's going to make you feel things especially if you have a bad relationship with your mum i don't have a bad relationship with my mum and it made me feel things <laughs> <laughs> i'm just doing that as a call out to the general public <laughs> i don't i've had t- times with my mum yeah yeah well then so, it'll make you feel things wow i'm going to fucking lose it you'll feel things Manny, for yeah. the first time in, in my life <laughs> feel things wow earth shattering okay unpopular opinions next one yeah it should be okay for partners to sleep in separate beds. Sleeping alone is elite. Oh, this is such a hot take. But I agree. Do you? Yeah. I don't. Ooh. No, I'm not for it. Well, see, like, my parents sleep separately and everyone always just assumes that they're, like, on the rocks yeah. and they're going to go through divorce. And it's just, like, my mum re- runs really hot. Mm. My dad doesn't. Yeah. He snores, like, no tomorrow. Yeah. My mum wants to get a good night's sleep. If he's snoring and she wakes him up and says, you're snoring, he'll lose it at her, which probably implies they're on the rocks, but still. <laughs> <laughs> so they sleep separately. Anyway, then they won't speak for a week, but they're fine. They're fine. <laughs> 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 no, but they sleep separately and it works for them. Oh, they Tom's both get parents, a really great night's sleep. Tom's yeah. parents sleep separately and it works for them. I, I do know like a few people whose parents do it. But it probably changes things for intimacy. Yeah. yeah. I just don't think that 
You should. I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to do it. You need to share a bed. Tom runs so hot. Yeah. Tom sweats. I hate it. I snore. He hates it. He left the other night <laughs> and he slept on the couch because I was snoring so badly. And, like, last night, actually, he made the point to me when we were, like, asleep. We were having a hard night with Frank in general. And so that the little pockets that we could sleep, he, like, woke up. He's like, I can't deal with you two. I can't deal with that. You've got to stop snoring. Roll over. We get frustrated at each other about things, sleeping in the same bed. Wow. But I wouldn't change it. Right. Yeah. Makes you stronger. <laughs> Maybe it's addicted to the toxic. Yeah. The toxicness. Any drama in my life and that's Tom yelling at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To not snore. We've got too good of a relationship, so a forced situation yeah. where we get cranky. I don't think I would be able to handle, as a person who is sensitive to sound, I wouldn't be able to handle snoring. You've heard my snoring. It's outrageous. Yeah, I know. I wear like yeah. two sets of noise cancelling headphones yeah. when we stay together. Outrageous. <laughs> it is impressive. It's yeah. actually impressive how much noise you can make. It's great. It's crazy. <laughs> I think maybe you'll agree with this one. We shouldn't say you're a pussy to mean you're weak and you've got balls when you're brave. Balls can't take the lightest kick and pussies can really endure some shit. This is so 2009 core and I love it. I remember what <laughs> I it was like. like this should be like a motivational post. Yeah, but that was like, this is like she's the man's just come out by with Amanda Bynes, right? Before like, her breakdown. And, yeah. And she's fucking showing kids, little gals, that they can do what they want. They can play soccer if they want to. You've seen Bend It Like Beckham. <laughs> and then... You're in your, like, wave of feminism, and that means by conquering feminism, you're like, hey, balls are weak. I don't have balls. I have a pussy, and that's really strong. It takes yeah. a pounding. Do you remember when that was a thing? Yeah, pussy takes a pounding. Pussy takes a pounding. Balls yeah. can't handle anything. Yeah. I'm strong, like a pussy. But I'm I agree with like the balls. statement, though. I think it's a bit weird to say you've got balls. It's definitely deep-seated in misogyny. Toxic masculinity yeah. and being yeah. like a man is strong and a yeah. woman but is weak. Be like a man, grab, grab life by yeah, the balls. Yeah, like you throw like a girl kind yeah. of vibes. Yeah, yeah. Grab life by the balls. Why is that a saying? I don't know. It's fierce. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> grab it by the pussy, We're but then it's Donald Trump, so yeah, we can't. Yeah. <laughs> grab life by the pussy? No, none of That's that. That's assault, sir. I don't know why grabbing life by the balls doesn't feel assaulty. That's assaulty. Like grabbing her by the pussy. You know what is different, though, is when we say grab her by the pussy, we're referencing Trump who did grab someone. You know, he's yeah. not using it as a metaphor. Yeah. I don't. I can't recall a single man he's been- or anyone with balls that's come out and said, I was grabbed. And so I was saying I was just trying to grab life. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I didn't know where you were going there. (laughs) And then you finished it and I was like, I don't think that was as mind-blowing as you thought it was. But then (laughs) it was great. (laughs) I was just trying to grab life. (laughs) I was just trying to grab some life. Oh, God. Um, Okay. Moving on. (laughs) People who only like beer... Only like it because they think they should. No one actually likes beer. I've thought this for the longest time because I will try and drink a beer here and there and I'll have a sip and I'll be like... Sours are all right. Oh, actually, sour beer is nice. Yeah. Like a sour watermelon. Uh. There was a really big time where that was huge in Australia. Yeah, sours. Sour beers would be everywhere. Yeah. And it was the only time that I could drink them. But you have to drink them really quickly. Yeah, because once they get a little bit lukewarm, nah. It's awful. And I can't drink things fast. 
Yeah. So I would like, I especially I get, like a yeasty beer. Yeah. You can't skull. It's yeah. like sculling a sprite. Yeah. It's like sculling a sprite. Uh-huh. And even when I drink cider, I get minis, which is like the small. It's like a small glass. Yeah. And I always feel really embarrassed when I'm out and about with my friends. I'm being sensible. And I'm drinking. A little midi, midi of cider. cider. Because, yeah, once it gets warm, it's disgusting. <laughs> disgusting, yeah. Yeah, you're just trying to pace yourself and enjoy your drink. Yeah, and I don't want to be wasteful. Yeah, exactly, because if you're going to have the big glass, you're only going to drink a midi's worth anyway. Yeah. Because it's going to yeah. get warm. No, I, I'm by that. Thank you. Next one. Criminals need a three-strike-you're-out rule. Nah, nah. I'm just four. trying to think about what they mean, as in, like, you can do three crimes? I think so. Or if you do three crimes, you're dead. Like maybe well, they're talking about death row. It's this is too big of a conversation. I can't, I can't go. I could talk about this for a very long time. It's just too complicated. But I did a whole degree about. Did you? Yeah, my degree is oh, in sociology and criminal knew, justice. Well, there you go. <laughs> I knew that, but I didn't anyway, really know that. I could go on a really long rant, but no, that's wrong. And whoever said that, you should look into like the disparities. Yeah. Between classes and what is viewed as like a crime. Yeah, that's so true. Anyway, I think like you should just be punished for the crime you've done, right? Yeah. Accordingly. Yeah, but what I was going to say is that I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. But, like, if you're – okay, if you're a kid growing up in, a like, your family, for instance, or in my family, and I got angry and I punched a wall, my parents would just be like, that's not okay. You punched a wall and that's not okay. You have to go to your room and think about it. Yeah. If you live in a group home, which oh. a lot of, like, lower socioeconomic kids will and then, like, like issues with – People that are in lower so uh, lower socioeconomic classes are also of like minorities. Yeah, they find themselves in group homes a lot for reasons beyond their control. Because you're in a group home, you're actually a child of the public. If you punch a wall or anything like that, or like you kick, if you kick someone that you like having a tantrum, like any kid does, have a tantrum and you're twelve and you kick someone. There's alarming rates where they'll get. A charge for it. And so these kids are like going through systems and by the time they're 18, they already have a huge rap sheet. So then when they're 18, they're kids. It's not a real crime. And this is where disparity in crimes doesn't make sense. And when people hear like, oh, well, they've they've got like seven charges against them. They've been to jail for seven different reasons. It's not black and white. I stole a car one time. I robbed this person. I punched this person. No, it's like I was drinking a beer through a park and because of who my, I am, like my background. My, yeah, my background, my my age, my status and like socioeconomic status and stuff like that. I'm going to get charged with drinking in public. Whereas I can't count how many times I've drunk in public. Yeah. And I've seen police when I've dr- drunk in and public. And you'd be fine. And I've been fine. And yeah. I'm never going to get in trouble for it. That's really sad. Yeah. And I did not expect that to go this way. Yeah, it's huge. Sorry. No, I really no. I found that really interesting. That's really sad. That's terrible. It's awful. That's why it's my niche area. I love it. Get into. Well, you're gonna get a job in that. I'm excited for you. Hopefully. We're gonna move on from criminals. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna move on. Criminal justice. Okay, so these are two separate answers, but I thought that we should do them back to back. Mm. First person says sex is overrated. I definitely can be. We assuming that four plays better. No, I was just thinking about the whole thing in general. Just in relationships? <laughs> just like, I don't know, the emphasis of sex sometimes can be ridiculous. Yeah. I hate people. I do think you get to a point in a relationship where, like, oh, yeah. you're not together. Like, the sex should still be there. But it's not as often. It's not as often. And, like, you should be in love with that person enough. If it was to dwindle off, you're committed to keeping it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but you're still going to have sex 
just less regularly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we this happened in another episode that we did Unpopular Opinions. Somebody submitted that non-sexual intimacy is better than sexual intimacy. I agree. And I agree. Yeah, I agree. Because it's that. more meaningful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I just think sex can be overrated sometimes. Yeah. You know? Well, then, comparatively, the next person submitted foreplay is overrated. In the act of sex, let's just say in the act of sex, mm, 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 foreplay is overrated. I think it depends where you are in life. Yeah. If you've like just started hooking up with someone, foreplay is so much fun. It's the best. Everything's so much fun though. Do you know what I mean? Like everything's like electric and when he looks at me and like Maddie can take off a jacket like slowly <laughs> and that's a form of foreplay. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. You know, oh, like, I didn't that's think that was so foreplay. Cool. Yeah. But if you've been, like, with someone for fucking 17 years... Just get it done. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. You know what I'm doing. Just stick it in me. I know what you're doing. (laughs) We've got a good rhythm. A rhythm? Rhythm. got a good rhythm. (laughs) Stick it in me. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Let's get it done, babe. I've got to do the dishes. That's so funny. Somebody... Okay, a date that I went on had a conversation with me about orgasms, foreplay, eating out, and masturbation. Mm. This was the whole conversation. He's like, how often do you think a partner should have sex? Mm. Like, partners should have sex. And I was like, I don't know, once or twice a week. Mm. I don't know. And he's like, oh, I'm thinking like four or five. And I was like, whoa, man. Whoa, that's a lot. And he's like, yeah, but you masturbate every day. And I was like, but that is so fucking different. Very different. It is so different. Masturbation is not like an hour long. It takes me a couple of minutes. I know the spots. I get it done. And it's about a release. Yeah. It is not actually about having this like big performative like sexual moment with another person. Yeah. It is so different. You cannot compare sex and masturbation. No. And as a man, you should know that. You have a wank in the shower, don't you? Don't you? Apparently they don't do it in the shower. What do you mean? Because apparently it's like a, it's difficult with the cum. But I thought that was really interesting. But when he that said four really or five, I was like, whoa, babes. Yeah. We aren't compatible. It's not happening. Who's <laughs> having sex five times a week in a like long-term relationship? Well, I had a friend actually recently. She's complaining about not having enough sex. And I was like, well, how, lo- how, how often do you want to have sex? And yeah. she's like, every second day. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Every second day? That's absurd. That is absurd. Yeah, I love sex as much as the next person, but not that often. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. I also don't like being on top, so I feel lazy. <laughs> I'm not good at it. No, I'm not good at I'm it. I'm not. But also, like, you know, you want to have a shower beforehand. Well, that's you. That's Most your of... preference. You need to be clean before yeah, you have sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole clean. routine. It's a whole routine. Oh, it takes too long. You know, you gotta have, you got to be in the perfect mindset. You know? <laughs> It's just too hard. Oh, so there's a lot. There's a lot of moving pieces. There is. To have sex. <laughs> this has been such an unhinged episode. I don't even know where we're up to. Kids on a leash in a big city is okay. <laughs> this is controversial. And I understand. Like, I understand the idea that it's not okay. And I want to say it's not okay. Yeah. But then, like, my mum told me that I was on a leash as a kid. She was like, you just kept running away. So... I you gotta have do what to you do gotta it. do. If you can put a dog on a leash, you can put a kid on the leash. No, but this is the thing, like your child is not a dog. <laughs> your child is not this fucking domesticated animal that you're like, I can't communicate with you. We have no way to 
explain ourselves to each other, so I'm just going to restrain you. They're a fucking human being that you should be able to be like, can you not do that? Yeah, but also they're a child. They don't have the restraint. Yeah. If they're going to run on a road and get killed, you put them on a lead. That's what they're saying. Like, in in a big city, it's okay. This is why I'm in a split mind, though. I don't think it should be okay. I think it's fucked. You should be, like, more capable as a parent to tell your toddler and have your toddler understand that they shouldn't run, right? Yeah. Like, that's your job as a parent, to teach your children not to do dangerous but things. But some kids are just shit. But some kids are fucking gronks. Yeah. I apparently was one of them. <laughs> gronk is such a good word. <laughs> gronk. You're a fucking You're gronk. You're a gronk. <laughs> is that really Australian? I think that's, so. I think that's super You're Australian. Gronk. You're a gronk. That, but what if it's one of those cute little backpacks? Yeah, I think that's what I was. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, look, I was a child of restraint, apparently. If Frank was not listening to me and I was at the end of my rope, I would put that rope on him. (laughs) That was good. That was funny. (laughs) Thank you. Final one for you, Grace. All right. All right. Open relationships are smarter than monogamous ones. That's a big topic. Big call. We don't have time. We don't have time to get in that. Yeah. I also think I'm too I'm too monogamous. Monogamous. I'm to too understand. small-minded. Yeah. I want to be that cool girl that gets it, not the cool girl that does it. I yeah. want to be the cool girl that gets it. And I have a friend that's currently like involved in an open relationship. It just looks too it's too messy to have. It's too messy. That many people And I involved. can't stop making jokes about it. It's really bad Tom and I like we make little like tidbits about it all the time. And we shouldn't. We should respect our friend's relationship. Because it yeah, is but a amongst two people having a joke about it's fine. Amongst a monogamous relationship yeah. having a joke about it's fine. <laughs> it's yeah, right. but I think it also is also it's indicative of the lack of respect. That yeah, we have you don't for have it. respect for it. I think I can understand it. I had a friend who only dated married men because she couldn't commit to a monogamous relationship, and so she's like, "Well, they already have a life." I know it was really weird. Slay, but slay. She, she's like, they already have a life and a family and I'm just there for, like, the best bits where yeah. he, they just get to have that sexual intimacy with someone but on a very casual basis. So she really enjoyed seeing married men. But as a side piece. piece? Yeah, I don't know. I understand, like, the appeal of it. Not for me. Not for me. Open relationships are smarter than swinging. the monogamous one. I think swinging's an interesting idea and I think... Would you try it? Yeah, later on down the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would try it. Spice things up. Spice things up. I feel because like because you're it... only having sex not twice a week, not three to four times a week. No, you. Pro- I'm once imagining by the time I'm 45, I'm probably having sex once a, a, once a, a year, month. once a month, once every six months, once every six months, probably. So you got to spice know. things up. You got to bring a third person in. Yeah, and I reckon that would be really fun. Like as a, an older couple, you get to like have sex with other people. But together, and then fun. you get to talk about it with your partner. Yeah, I think that sounds really fun. Yeah, Tom's not into it. Oh. I think just give him time. Yeah, he'll change his mind. <laughs> Maybe. I reckon. I don't know. <laughs> That's all I have all right, for cool. that segment. That's called Tell Me About It. If you would like to contribute, I do the callouts on my story randomly, or you can email us at sometimesfunnypod at gmail and that's all we have for the episode. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.